and welcome to another edition of IDS Talks. My name is Hunter McMahon and I'm the COO at IDS. I'm joined here today by Kristen Meeks of Meeks and Associates. We're going to have a great conversation about mobile data in the world of vehicle involved accidents. So Kristen, before we get started, why don't you give us a quick introduction? All right. So my name is Kristen Meeks. Um, I am in a firm uh, based outside of New Orleans, Louisiana. I've been doing mainly defense work um, for seven years. Um, and the majority of the work that I do um, in my firm is trucking litigation. Um, and so that spans, we usually have, um, we always represent the insurance companies. And so we deal actually with a wide variety of companies that do trucking litigation. And that also will span from whether it is straight, you know, long haul trucking to either in construction, short distances, but different types of, um, you know, big, heavy duty vehicles and, and, and such. Um, so especially in, in 2023, I mean, the need for all of the data information, you know, whether it's on the opposing side or the defense side, um, I think has been, you know, rapidly growing. Um, and so, you know, we now defense firms in, in Louisiana, um, have been really reaching out to you guys you know, you're in your line of work. Um, we're, we're we're slow behind, but we now um, a bunch of my firm and then also other defense firms um, get you guys in early um, because it is paramount to our defense in a case and or just even making the decisions of whether or not to, you know, wrap it up and, and, and close down the, the file well, or... Yeah, it helps you understand what happened in the accident. So so if we back up and, and look at cars in general, you know, they're not just a turnkey and there's no no data on the car. I mean, we've got smart vehicles and and certainly on the defense side, you've got a lot of company data that is associated with the trucks. But the company has had data for quite a while, you know, whether it's GPS data, speed data, turn data, camera driver or cameras, outward facing, inward facing, all kinds of data that could be part of a truck or it might not be. Not all trucks are set up the same, but in your world, it's now evolving to where the plaintiff also has data and nobody's data poor anymore. So now it's getting to as much data from the accident as possible, which includes mobile devices. Right. Yes. Could not agree with you with you more. So now what what are some of the questions that you're trying to answer from the mobile devices? Okay, so for mobile devices, um, and typically I gotta say for my drivers, that's when we're more go, I, I haven't been diving into their devices as much because that's where we'll go with the, you know, whatever software and stuff like that is installed in the vehicle. For mobile devices for plaintiffs, um, and I've been recently even learning so much more with the assistance, you know, of of involving you guys. Um, but before it was always, I, and I see it still all the time. And it is kind of crazy to me because, so I'm 35. Um, and 
whether I'm dealing with other attorneys that are my age or if I'm dealing with a lot of attorneys that are 60 years old. What was always commonplace was that you would send a subpoena to the phone carrier and you would say, I want text messages, call logs, and data usage. And it would be a very plain, you know, data usage. Um, and so nowadays, a very generic request that said, give me anything and everything around the incident. Right. Um, and it was amazing to, to, to know, I, I mean, you may know like how many more users are likely to be Apple user, you know, the iPhones or whether it's an Android, but at least for the iPhones nowadays, even if you request um, call logs and or text messages and stuff like that, you know, whether it's a FaceTime call or, or whether it's an iMessage, that's not even captured on someone's call log. Right. So, the so significance... And, 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 and that's the distinction, though, real quick on how the communication is taking place. So if it's sent via traditional SMS and MMS, the telephone company would likely have record of it. And if not, though, a WhatsApp message, a Facebook message, a text or an iMessage, uh, you know, the difference between the blue and the green on the iPhones, all of that is going through data. But the telephone company doesn't know whether that's a data from a refresh of a browser or whether or not it's a message going through. So data packets can convey with or without the uh, user's interaction sometimes, but you don't always have that record that you're actually looking for. Right. And it is surprising how many attorneys still to today don't even grasp that. And like I said, it, it, I've seen it from even the, the guys that are that are out there that are my age and also um, the guys that have been doing this for a while and, and don't even think about, you know, requesting the cell phone records. Um, and so it's been huge to get ahead of it early and then send out these preservation letters. And I know I'm jumping ahead of myself. So um, no, well, I, I think that that's an important part, though. Why is the in your mind, why have you treated started to treat? mobile data differently than, you know, say the medical records or the other aspect of discovery requests. So, and I'll give you some, some examples. Um, I mean, the, mo the mobile data, if you can get in there and actually get someone to give you, whether it's even the data from a picture, We've had where a plaintiff has come and said that they're taking photographs of an accident or they're trying to track down our truck because our truck, it was a hit and run and our truck was off, you know, in, into the night and, and, you know, that they went and did all this due diligence and they, you know, are calling 911. Well, we've been able to even take the data from the photograph that they were taking and do a timestamp and say that they, they were following our truck and took pictures of different areas um, throughout the day. And then I called 911, whether it was like, I think for the specific one I'm talking about, it was like two hours later, you know? Well, so that's a great said, example of, of getting the data and it conflicting with the story. And so it's not, you know, on its face, it looks like they've got a picture of your truck and the story could be, could make sense. But when you overlay that with your own data, where was the truck? in correlation with their uh, image files and the data that's associated with their image files, you can actually tell your own story, which may or may not uh, corroborate their claim. Right. 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 Um, and so there have been other aspects, though, in it. Um, 
where nowadays the information that you can even get um, from Okay, so before it was always, you know, whether someone or not was sending a text message. And like what you hit on earlier is, okay, well, not, not everyone's text messaging. It may be, and even if it's an iMessage or if it's a Snapchat, if it's a direct message within these other third-party apps. And frankly, what I even get from when I depose someone, I'm asking like, how do you usually use your phone? It is now, they, like depending also on, you know, who, what age bracket my plaintiff is in, but they're mainly using their phone for whether it's TikTok, you know, some type of social media thing versus actually just using it as a, a message, you know, text message. Um, and so that data though, that none of these other attorneys and, you know, I work with a bunch of old, old guys and, and none of them even think that they're like, wait, what, what, what do you mean? Like, what's that Snapchat? What's whatever. And it's, so it's that other activity. Across. It's other activity right. on the mobile devices that could be, in many instances, distracting the driver, which could go to their uh, how they participated in the accident or potentially caused it, as well as a, a different narrative or story altogether that they weren't anywhere where they said that they were when a supposed accident happened. So, you know, data in general are help is helping you tell the story of reality as opposed to claims, which right. may right. be the same, but if it's the same, then you and your client know, okay, we had a hit and run and we have a problem we should go settle it. We shouldn't fight this. Otherwise you, now you've got evidence that you can fight with. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and so I keep on jumping ahead of myself. I'm sorry. Cause I get so into this just because of how, much of an impact it has had on how we can assess our cases now. Even even a a, a well worded preservation letter, frankly, puts the other side on. Okay, wait, 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 what's going on? They're either scared or um, they're like, okay, was my client? Do I need to go? You know, flush out their story a little bit more. What's going on here? And so it really has had just such an impact on all of our cases and, you know, making those executive decisions of, you know, this is one to fight or this is one, you know, hey, guys, we got to. Absolutely. I mean, it gives you a strategic advantage to know right away what happened, how it has happened and what you can use for it, as opposed to getting caught off guard on the eve of a trial or deposition with some smoking gun evidence. Right. Right, right. So you you start with a preservation notice. Obviously, you've mentioned that a few times. That's a that's a new tool, a new happy tool for you, or at least an updated version of it. Um, And and so you're obviously looking to put them on notice to say, hey, I know about this data. It exists and it's potentially relevant. So make sure you keep it. What are you looking for in a ultimate production that may or may not look right? What's what are the red flags for you or the cautionary flags that say, hey, I I need to look at this differently. Like your the one example you gave, which was the timestamps on pictures. Yes, they were of your truck. That wasn't the problem, but something piqued your interest, and we're like, hold on, something seems off. Yeah, and so I gotta say, for my drivers that I'm defending, and it it definitely is different. There's different circumstances, but um, for a few of them, there have been 
these guys will come in there like I I can promise you I did not hit the or I did not hit this vehicle. I know where I was in my lane. If this vehicle, you know, did hit me, some of the guys can't even tell really when they're when I got them um hauling like cement trucks, um, our big dump trucks, um anything Those are like big that. trucks. You put a little car right. next to it, it's a bump in the road. Right, right, right. And unless they're hitting it at a certain angle, these guys don't even know. So when they're getting weighed down by people, like even for instance, the one with the photographs, the guy said, he's like, I remember a car like driving erratically around me, but they never told me to pull over. I thought that they were trying to hit me. And he's like, and then it was over. And I, you know, went on my way. Um, and that's what our GPS and our truck was able to tell us. But sorry, going back to it, is this the fact that early on, this attorney was able to say, hey, look, we have photographs, like this is a slam dunk. We have photographs of your truck. We have photographs of your guy just like driving, not even paying attention to us, um, that type of thing. When our driver's like, I, he's like, I, I'm telling you, I did not hit him. I did not hit him. And we were able to go see through GPS. We're like, okay, so what's going on with these photographs? When did they call 911? Nowadays, it's so easy to make a public records request for 911 photographs we're like some some things are not adding up from when we our GPS is saying our drivers in this location at a certain time, you know, nine one one was done at this time. Okay, wait, so something's going on. What can I request from them that I can piece together um, the puzzle? So that's how it was. We knew that those photographs would be significant in that case. Nowadays, uh, let's see, I. Recently got one, um, and I just won't say any names, but so it was another, um, this one's an 18-wheeler, and um, someone had gotten in front of our truck um, and essentially slowed down and stayed in the blind spot to where the the driver couldn't see. Um, And so in that one, um, you know, even the state trooper came out to investigate the accident. I was like, this is really fishy. I'm, you know, confused. Our, your stories aren't adding up. And um, they ended up giving the plaintiff driver um, a citation. And so the plaintiffs are saying, absolutely not. We had no, you know, your truck came accelerating when it should have been decelerating and came and knocked us and now, you know, paralyzed for forever they're not it was not a bad accident but um but so for this one you know i'm like okay well i can see from the from this trooper's body cam footage that you have two iphones okay so now i want to know what you were doing at that time i can see from other areas that they actually the driver and um and passenger we believe that they switched spots um actually That's driving suspicious right a bunch of these um some of our some people in lovely new orleans they will um some of them know how to how to hit an 18 wheeler and so some of them the people that are more experienced and feel more comfortable with it will go and intentionally run into an 18 wheeler um but so anyway we now know that they have two iphones well then i want to know you know from past experience, we usually do have people that follow our trucks. So, you know, whether they have any type of app on their phone that is 
you know, tracking anything that's logging their location, anything that's showing their activity. So one of the common themes that I'm, I'm hearing though, is that it's not, it's not a single data source. So while, while we started talking about mobile data, we're really talking about layering all the various data points together so that you have an essence, a consolidated timeline, but that could be a myriad of different sources, depending on what you have control of, what is available uh, mm-hmm. s- such as the the FOIA request or the public record request uh, for the 911 calls and what they have. So it's really the trifecta of sources that you're layering together to understand what happened. And, and you're looking for, you know, it to make sense and, and sequence and timing to say wh- what really happened. Right. Yes, definitely. So, you know, wrapping up real quick, top three, obviously a good preservation notice is going to be one of those. So I'll check that box for you. But what are two other two other top tricks or suggestions that uh, you want to suggest to the audience? Oof, um, so much, so much. Um, So, frankly, I think, though, um, what I was kind of getting at to earlier is that a lot of attorneys at this time, even though cell phones can do cell phones or iPads or whatever type of device they have still are trying to figure out how much they can do. A lot of people like, I I, I thought I was cool and hip, but I didn't know, you know, before using y'all, you know, for the first time a few years ago, I didn't know everything that y'all could, you know, get from a cell phone and it blows my mind. But so just becoming, reaching out and consulting with you know, IDS. being curious, what can a user yeah. do with a phone? Right. And, um, I'd say that that was huge. Um, because again, mind blown what we all can get. Um, and then let's see a, a last one. What is. Let's see. There's so, so much. Um, third recommendation would be to also reach out with what type of things can you get, whether it is with your company, understanding like what, what the driver has. What um, your own data footprint looks like. Yeah. Cause that also will get you, you know, whether good, bad, ugly. Um, so really it nowadays to me, it is getting every single thing that I can, as soon as I can, you know, and then being able to lay out, to be able to do the strategic decisions of what do I need? Um, so, yeah. So get, get your own data house in order. Tell opposing party to have their data house in order. And look at, look for the data of the user activity as opposed to the individual app or thinking of it, you know, too narrowly. So you're you're looking at broader level activity. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, Kristen. Always enjoy it. Thanks for joining us today and to our listeners. If you'd like to learn more about IDS or subscribe, you can visit us at idsinc.com or wherever you normally get your podcasts. Again, thanks. It's been fun and we'll do it again soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have fun. 